Amen. Let's give thanks to God for our worship team this morning. So as I, as I mentioned earlier, today's kind of the official uh, last day of our, our season of Lent, our last Sunday of Lent, and it's the last day of this series we've been doing called Graves to Gardens. And, and it's, been a, it's been a great season of, of reflection and, and repentance, of, of, of searching our hearts and, and turning to God. And, and realizing this, the joy of, of this journey, uh, even though it's not an easy journey, it, it's, it's a journey of salvation and transformation in Christ. We've been, we've been talking about and we've been learning what it looks like uh, to let God do what only God can do. And, and what we learn in that process is when we allow God to do what only God can do, then, then God begins to transform us into who God created us and called us to be so, it's a beautiful thing, even though it's it's a uh, it's it's sometimes hard work. It's it's a uh, trusting God and entrusting things to God. But when we do that, God moves us in so many different ways. We've been talking about what that looks like: how God moves us from from rejection to redemption, how God moves us from revenge to restoration, how God moves us from rehearsal to renewal, how God moves us from lament to ascent. And and so today we get to take a special journey on this. Palm Sunday, uh, we get to take a journey from what I'm calling uh, from the Psalms to the Palms. Our scripture lesson today comes from Psalm 118, and I want to give you just a little snippet of, of that passage from, from King David. Listen to what he says and, and see if it sounds familiar to what we're talking about and, and, and singing about today. Psalm 118, 25 through 27 says, Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God and he has made his light shine on us with boughs in hand. The NRSV says with branches in hand. Join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. This is a, a psalm, a song of, of celebration and praise some uh, Bible scholars believe that it was sung at the dedication of the temple in Jerusalem, that the, the psalmist that was writing this had in mind this triumphal entry into the holy city where the people of God would welcome their king, their deliverer. So, so with that in mind, I want us to hear how John's gospel, chapter 12, takes us from Psalms to Palms. Listen to this. John chapter 12, verses 12 and 13. And following. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took palm branches and went out to meet him, and they shouted, Hosanna! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the King of Israel. You hear the connection? Listen to this. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it's written, Don't be afraid, daughter Zion. Look! Your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand these things at first, but after he was glorified, they remembered these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. So I wanted to share that with you just to draw that connection this morning from this Old Testament passage to this New Testament story. And, and so the, the next question is, why is that important, right? Why is that important to, to them then, and why is it important to us now. That's what I want to talk about for just a few minutes this morning. Uh, but first, I want to ask you this. Have you ever had a conversation with someone 
where, where you thought you were saying the same thing, but you were really talking about two totally different things and it was kind of going like this. Has anybody ever, ever had a, a conversation like that? You, you thought y'all were on the same page, but you were really talking about two totally different things. Uh, just a few, uh, a few days ago, the last couple of weeks, Abby and I have both had flat tires on our cars. There's some construction going on in our neighborhood. There's nails all over the place. And so we've, we both had flat tires. But, but uh, the other day, we, I went out to my car. I was on my way to work, and I looked out there, and sure enough, I had a flat tire. And so uh, Abby and I came up with this plan where, where I would drive her car to work, and then later on in the afternoon, when it was time to go get the kids, she would uh, put air in, in that tire and, and take it to the tire place, and I'd meet her at the tire place, and I'd pick her up. We'd go get the kids, take her back, get the car, come back to work. It was all going to be great. Perfect plan, right? <laughs> so, so around 2 o'clock, I left work here at the church, and, and I headed to the tire place. And I called Abby on the way there, and she was on the other line, but she texted me, and she said, you know, I'm on my way to the tire place. So I got to the tire place, no Abby. And, and I called her, and I said, where are you? And she said, I'm at the tire place. And I said, well, I'm at the tire place. And she said, discount tire? And I said, yeah, tire discounters. And um, she said, no, discount tire. And I said, no, tire discounters. And uh, <laughs> then we realized that, that all day we've been saying the same thing, but we meant two totally different things. Have you ever had anything like that before? Some of y'all are shaking your heads. Now, now, now the question I bet you're asking yourself is, what, what does this have to do with Palm Sunday, right? Well, well I'll tell you, it, it's, it's right there in the scripture lesson. The crowds were waving these palm branches and they were, they were shouting Hosanna. And, and just a few days later, those same, some of the same people that were shouting Hosanna were, were shouting crucify him. Now, why is that? I think it's because they thought Jesus was the king who was coming to Jerusalem to save them. And, and Jesus is even implying that, right? That he's the king who'd come to Jerusalem to save them. So they're, they're, they're saying the same thing. It sounds like they're on the same page, right? So why did things go terribly wrong in just a, a short amount of time? Well, I believe it's because they thought they were saying the same thing but they were saying two totally different things. Let me, let me explain what I mean by that. See, palm branches, these, just like these, right? These, these palm branches, uh, during that time, they were a symbol of praise to God in response to demonstration of God's power, victory over the enemies of God's people. Uh, John's gospel is the only one that uses the term palm branches, but we see in a lot of different places this word, Hosanna. And the word Hosanna means Lord, save us. We see it if we go all the way back to the Psalms, right? Psalm 118 said, Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. See, the people were praising Jesus because they believed, uh, because of what they believed he was bringing to them. He was gonna save them. He was gonna bring them success, right? And we're, we're still all on the same page here. Uh, but see, to understand sort of what's going on around this story, the people were essentially living in, under the thumb of the Roman Empire. They were, and they were expecting this king who would come and, and set them free. 
And that's also why uh, we'll see also in some of the other accounts of this story, the powers that be weren't so happy about Jesus's triumphal entry. Um, The profession of faith that day that Jesus is king had a lot of implications to it that threatened the status quo. Uh, It was challenging the power structures that were already in place. And and people in power liked being the, the primary source of safety and security for the people. That's why in Luke's gospel, chapter 19, it says some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. It was causing a stir. And Jesus said, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. See, what, what, what you need to know is they both thought Jesus was coming to save them through a show of strength that would bring security and stability to them as a people. Like, like God's people in the Old Testament, they wanted a king to restore their earthly kingdom. But Jesus was coming for a different kind of kingdom. Jesus was coming to reveal the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. See, Jesus had a bigger purpose and plan for coming to Jerusalem. It was much different than what the people were expecting. And and you see it in this, this passage in Luke's gospel where Jesus responds to what he sees. Listen to this, verse 41. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. And he said, if you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace. But now it's hidden from your eyes. It seems like Jesus realizes that they were saying the same thing, but they meant two totally different things. Does that make sense? Jesus was in fact the the king that they'd been waiting for. He was the Messiah who had come to deliver them. He was the one who was worthy of all honor and glory and praise. Jesus had come to save them, but, but not by power or might, but by God's spirit. Jesus hadn't come to save them through a show of strength, but through a demonstration of suffering. That's the irony of those two different cries from the crowd. Hosanna crucify him. It's that Jesus saved them by being crucified. It was through this act of service, this suffering and obedience to God that Jesus would win the war against the powers of sin and death once and for all. But they couldn't see it. And and if we go back to Psalm 118, it, it gives us a picture of this too. Listen to this. Psalm 118 says, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it's marvelous in his eyes. The Lord had done it this very day. Let us rejoice and be glad. Later on in the book of Acts, Peter quotes Psalm 118 to the religious leader when he's testifying to the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. He says, Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. And then he says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind which, by which we must be saved. See, the good news of God's grace from King David to King Jesus is that God's plan for salvation and transformation comes through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. That's why he came. I love how Paul says it in Galatians or Colossians. He says, for God was pleased 
to have all his fullness dwell in him, in Jesus, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making, here's that word, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. You see how all these things come together on this Palm Sunday? If the people on the road that day in Jerusalem had only known what would bring them peace, if they only knew who Jesus really was, what Jesus was actually coming to do, that he wasn't just coming to give them what they wanted, but he was coming to give them what they most desperately needed. I believe they would have laid down a lot more than palm branches. It says the disciples didn't understand, but, but once they understood, once they realized who Jesus really was, what he'd done for them and what he'd done for the world, they were willing to lay down their very lives because they knew that the only thing in this world that could bring true peace, true peace with God, true peace with one another, was Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection. They knew that their deepest and most desperate need, the deepest and most desperate need of the world is to have life that only Christ can bring through a relationship with him by, by putting their faith in Jesus as Savior and, and choosing to follow him as Lord. If the people only knew then what we know now, See, that's why I think Palm Sunday is so important. So let me, let me make it personal this morning. Let me ask you this. What is it that brings you peace? Is it safety and security? Is it strength and stability? Is it power and prosperity? Is it health and happiness? Do we, do we praise Jesus for what he can do for us? or for who he is and who he's created and called us to be? Have we been saying one thing but, but really meaning something else? Maybe today's the day for us to place Jesus in that place of praise, not just on Sunday, but Monday through Friday. Maybe today's the day for you to receive Jesus into your life on his terms, not yours. Maybe today's the day to make him both Savior and Lord of your life, the true king who can bring true peace, peace beyond our sin and our struggles, peace beyond any situation or circumstance, peace beyond anything we could imagine or ask for. See, the good news of God's grace from beginning to end points to a person whose presence and power and provision brings salvation and transformation to all who would welcome him as king and receive him as savior or lord of their lives. So this morning, let's not just wave palm branches and shout Hosanna. Let's acknowledge our true need for a true savior and our desire to let our lives proclaim that Jesus is Lord. Let's welcome the Prince of Peace into every part of our lives and our life together as a church to let God do what only God can do, to allow God to transform every part of our lives and our life together from graves to gardens. Amen. Will you pray with me?
God, we do give thanks that Christ has come and, and Christ comes to us wherever we are, whatever situation and circumstance we're in, wherever we are today, you meet us right there, God. We thank you. Help us to welcome you into our lives, not just for what you can do for us, but because of who we are and whose we are in you. Lord, we want you to to do what only you can do, bring salvation and transformation to our lives and to our life together. Lord, we welcome you. We shout Hosanna, not just with our voices, but with our hearts and minds today. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.